Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Redemption Hill podcast. We are a community of people learning the way of Jesus to bless our city of Boise, Idaho, and beyond. Redemption Hill is a unique place. We are a collective of micro churches that do life together throughout the week and gather on Sundays to grow, worship, and celebrate what God is doing in our city. You are invited to join us Sundays at 9 a.m. at Discovery Church in Boise, where you can find the community you need in any season of your life. More details can be found at redemptionboise.org. Up next is the teaching segment from this week's Sunday Gathering. Afterwards, stay tuned for more information on how to get connected at Redemption Hill. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Are you glad? So we're going to rejoice because God is with us and we're with each other and we're here to worship. So I'm going to ask you if some of you would just get up and move closer because I'm a person person. And if you don't come to me, I'll come to you. Amen. Well, I just was explaining to the brothers that I've been having some eye surgeries. So I've got to use my magnifying glass some. It's called, it's just not called getting old. It's also in, relates to what kind of family you've come out of. My mother lived to be 98. I was sure she was planning her 100th birthday. And, and she'd had all these various surgeries. And then my sister started having surgeries on her eyes. And so I said to my doctor, is that something I got to go through too? And so I've been through two cataract surgeries. I've had three glaucoma surgeries. But God is still giving me some sight, so I'm going to use my magnifying glass when I have to. Isn't it nice to have things that you can use? Praise the Lord. Well, I have enjoyed what has happened so far in this worship service, but I'm here to share with you a word from the Lord. I'm concerned about where we are right now in terms of all the media stuff. And my kids are thinking, okay, well, you got to have this phone. you got to have that computer. I said, what's all that about? Well, it's real. Well, that is kind of... You know, I've used all this comfort. <laughs> now, see, if you put this here, then I'm going to have to stand there. But that's okay, I'll be okay. Anybody, oh, did you, do you all bring Bibles to church? Everybody got a Bible? If you don't have one, there's probably some around you. Amen? This isn't true. <laughs> Will you repeat after me? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. We bring you greetings from the Mountain View Community Fellowship. And most of all, I come as a servant of the Lord. I say to people all the years I've taught, I still see myself as a servant of the Lord. I remember as a child, I was raised in Los Angeles, California. Big place. It was big then, bigger now. And it was a place where teachers just gave you things to do and you said get them done, whether you wanted to or not. And I was so blessed to be in a place where they were concerned about your whole body. I'd walk into a classroom in the morning and they wanted to check your fingernails, check your teeth. But they 
weeping. But what was so beautiful about that is that there were dentists all over the town. And of course, with the University of Southern California had its own dental school. And if your teeth weren't right, they made sure you got there and got them taken care of. We still have towns that don't do that for people. Check your teeth. Check your fingernails. And we were kids in elementary school. So that means that we learned early how important it was to take care of your body. But when the Lord gives you a body, you have to take care of it. And one of the reasons why medical sources are so much needed, because some people just think they're going to be all right. And they'll say, oh, I'll go see about it later. I won't ask if anybody's here like that this morning. But we do that, don't we? But I want to say this morning that I'm going to share, but I want people to read some scriptures. And if, if you have a Bible, did you find people already, sis? To read the well, I really think it's important that we think about as we live this life. Hmm? It's like we're on a bus. Hmm? We're riding around. I want to ask a question this morning. Lord, be with us as we go forth with your word. Give us what we need to say. Open our minds. Keep us awake. And we will recognize, Lord, that we have to be day after day after day trying to please you. And so our message this morning has to do with pleasing the Lord. You know, it's a privilege to please the Lord. But it's also an imperative. And we live in the kind of world that we often see the Lord as a distant source. But I hope this morning as we share together that we recognize that the Lord wants to be in us. And he walks with us and he talks with us. And I hope that you have had the kind of experience that when we talk about the importance of pleasing the Lord, that it has meaning for you. I come out of a setting where you, we did what you all did this morning. You had those children in a place where you can talk to them. And it isn't just Sunday school, it's just interaction with them, not just at home, but in the church. So let me congratulate you for being sensitive to the need to provide time for the children. But our message this morning has to do with pleasing the Lord. If you know Jesus, then he's like your father. Hmm? And that's a privilege. This world is not that concerned about us being all right. Most of our politicians want us to do what they say and follow them. And how often have you had a politician ask you, what do you need? And if you don't express what you need according to what they want to do, they often will ignore you. But this morning we're going to talk about pleasing the Lord. Hmm? You know, when we consider the, the life of Jesus, he pleased his father. How many of you have living physical fathers that you know? <laughs> Let me see your hands again. 
How many of you have physical fathers that are living close by? That's nice. So we want to talk about this morning, and we're going to have some scriptures that I'm going to ask you to read. And then after that, we will move forward to talk again about the privilege that is ours to serve the Lord. So is somebody ready to read those scriptures for me? I need someone to find Matthew. Who has Matthew? Chapter 7, verse 21. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go. <laughs> Hello. You can come down here. You don't have to go way up there. I'll just talk. Oh, there it goes. Okay. Matthew 7, 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Okay. Read it again real loud. <laughs> Not everyone that what? Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Ah, will, will of my Father. You have been going to church probably a while, but as you walk day to day outside of the church building and not in the fellowship, are you concerned about who you're pleasing? That verse tells us that we need to work on pleasing the Lord. Okay, thank you, my dear. Okay, I need somebody to read Hebrews 11, 6. Thank you. And you are wireless. Okay, Hebrews 11, 6. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Wow. You just don't come in and say, my name is and I live here and I'm going to be here. There is a requirement to please God. Read that verse again. And it is impossible to please God without mm -hmm. faith. All right. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. You can't argue about it, folks. God has a guideline for you. And so how many people come into the church and they decide they're going to tell the preacher what to do, tell everybody else what to do, without asking, what does God really want me to do? Thank you. One more scripture and we'll move forward. New Testament scripture, still the book of John. 15th chapter, 5 through 8 verses. Amen. Right. Are you here? Amen. All right. John 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. Mm -hmm. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. For if anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. 
If you abide in me mm-hmm. and my words abide in you, okay. ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Okay, tell God what to do. Read it again and take your time and read it slowly because I want folks to hear it because the messages are found right in those scriptures. We're just going to encourage you to check out yourself and see where you are in relationship to the word of God. Read it again, please. So this is Jesus talking. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Wow. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. Mm. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. You can't write the recipe. God has a guideline. So if you think of yourself as someone who is involved with a Christ, then you know something about relationship. Hmm? In order to please the Lord and really know what a privilege it is to please him, You've got to be able to back up and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? And these scriptures have spoken to us. Hmm? When we consider how Jesus pleased the Father, I don't know about you, but I just stand amazed. He did what he really did what no one else ever done, had done before and could ever hope to do. Live a life pleasing to God in perfect and Unbroken fruition. That means if you tell God something, mean it. And so, relationship is key to this message today. That without a a real relationship, you don't know what to do. You know, folks say they're in love and they get married. And it's kind of interesting that we have the word divorce around too, don't we? And often the relationship gets lost and everybody wanted to do it their way when they want to do it according to their desires. But God is saying, I'm the guideline for you. And if you're in relationship with me, check out what I require of you. Hmm? And I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but I just want you to think in your, in your heart. When did you develop a relationship with the Lord. Relationship means something. It means you got to know each other. Know something about each other. Nobody's making demands on everybody else, but we have what we call respect for each other. And the bottom line is in this lesson today is that we need to know what you think about God. Hmm? Sometimes we are so busy not wanting to follow God because we want to do it our way, and we start trying to boss God. You know anybody like that? Mm -hmm. 
And folks will tell you, I've been in the church all my life and I know. And you ask them to read the scripture. Oh, that one? I have to follow that one? I have to do that? All the time? Every day? Relationship requires closeness. Well, if you can just think about relationship as we walk through this message, then we can begin to understand, I hope better, what it means to please the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. Relationship. Now, if you have a personal relationship and it's all messed up, you may not look at God's relationship in a healthy fashion. Hmm? Think about it. So in our lesson today, I just wanted to say to you, that God has given us his manual. And of course, we speak usually about the Bible as being a manual. How many of you actually own your own personal Bible? Personal Bible. Personal Bible. You know where it is? Is it close by you all the time? You have to go find it when you want to read it. If you have a personal Bible, it's like a manual. If you don't read it, you won't know the lesson. So in our message today, if we're going to please the Lord, we've got to be in regular touch with the Lord on a daily basis. We open this morning by saying, this is the day that the Lord hath made. When I wake up in the morning, I say, this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in what God has made. That means I may walk out the door and meet somebody I'd rather not see. But if I know that God has made the day, and I've got a relationship with the Lord, He'll fix their mind for me. See, when you have a relationship with the Lord, he is your protector. He oversees your life. And we live in a world where it talks about, you can do your own thing. Will you tell me any place you can really do your own thing aside from going to the bathroom? Hmm? If you have a job, they tell you what the, Roles are that you must play. Hmm? You have a job description. And why do people get fired? Hello? They don't do their job. They do what they want to do. And in this lesson today, if we're going to please God, we can't do so much what we want to do. We have a responsibility to know what does God want of us. And if he's the father... If you know something about father's roles, I asked how many fathers we had in the congregation today. And fathers think they have the right to tell folks things, don't they? They do have the right. And God has the same right. And so if we say that we're in relationship with the Lord, and yet we don't listen to God, how do we know what to do? So our lesson today is about Thinking about what you're doing when you say you're pleasing God. Hmm? 
We have an obligation. Not just a relationship. The relationship gives us obligation. Gives us responsibility. Gives us roles. Do you live in a house where everybody does what they want to do? Even when they want to? See? And when those things are happening, it should speak to us about the nature of the relationship we have. People live in the same house. And they'll tell you, I'm not going to do this. My son is in his 50s. Lives in Arizona. Came to visit me this week. Mom, how come you didn't do this? And I said, when were you here last? But we sometimes think that we are in relationship, but we don't know what to do with it. And so in this lesson today, it's about what does God want us to do with the life that he has given us? And the scriptures that we read earlier talked about pleasing God, not ourselves, right? Hello? So in our lesson today, God gives direction. He wants us to love him. You know how? With our heart. Hmm? With our soul. With our mind. <laughs> that means that you can't do everything you want to do. God says, do you really love me? If you're in relationship with someone, that love has a requirement of you. And we should be concerned about what makes them feel blessed with you. So in this lesson today, if we're pleasing the Father, we have a beautiful guideline for how we can work with each other. Hmm? So if you don't know what God requires, how do you know what to do with folk that you're relating to every day, living in the same house? And so I want you to think about what this pleasing God is about. Well, one of the scriptures that was read this morning talked about the fact that you can't please God without faith. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Anybody want to testify about what your faith is? What is faith to you this morning? Uh huh. You thought I was going to do all the preaching. What is faith to you? What does that really mean? Anybody want to share? Come on, dear. Well, you can speak up right there. You learned something living, didn't you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're saying that your faith is open. That you're sensitive to the things around you, the people around you, the circumstances around you. 
and they sometimes challenge you to shut up and listen. Because you said something. You said, one time I thought I knew, but I found out living that I had more to learn. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. So if we're going to please God, we've got to spend some time finding out the guidelines that God has for us. And in this lesson today, I'm preparing for it, thought about, wow, do we really know how serious this is? You know, the father asked, you know that, that scripture that talked about the fact that there was a father that asked his sons to do something? It's found in Matthew 21. Somebody want to find that for me? Matthew 21, verses 18 through, no, I think it's verses 28 through 31. Sometimes we say we know what it means to please the father. But we're going to see an example here now. I'm sure we Anybody got that scripture? Matthew 21, verses 28 through 30. If you're going to do something, tell the truth. Here were two sons now. And dad said, do what? Go out. And one said, no. I wonder if he thought about it. Sometimes we forget what relationship really is. Relationship requires honesty and responsibility. So if we have a relationship with the Lord, he wants us to be sensitive to what he requires of us. And I think the scripture lets us know that sometimes we just come out with what we want to say, what we want to do, without recognizing what we're saying. Don't make a promise if you can't keep it. So in our lesson today, I think I wonder sometimes if we really know how we treat the Lord. He's mighty good. He woke us up this morning. Didn't have to do it, but he did. And God is waiting for us to be honest in our relationship with him. If you say you know the Lord, you've surrendered yourself to the Lord, there's some responsibility to know what pleases the Lord. Thank you for sharing that this morning. Anybody else want to talk about what this sister talked about over here? your relationship and what does it mean when you're in relationship what do you think God is asking you to do 
Ah, pay attention. In all thy ways, acknowledge the Lord as Father. And be sensitive. And if you don't read your Bible, you don't pray, you don't keep your connection going day after day, you're not paying attention. We earlier said this is a day that the Lord has made. Every day we need to say that. We need to be conscious of that. We need to be aware of that. So that God can know that we are paying attention. Amen. Thank you. What else? Anybody else have a word on that? Anybody want to say anything? Anybody want to ask a question? Mm, I told you I didn't have to, I don't have to do all the preaching. Because relationship requires that we have exchange. So when we talk about pleasing God, does somebody want to stand and just tell me what that means to you to please God? We've talked we have to have faith. We have to believe that God is. Anybody want to just stand and say, faith to me means this? Amen. Thank you, dear. Share. You want to stand up and share? Thank you. about seriously that I'm not God, he's God. And he loves me. When you're in a relationship with someone, love should mean something more than words. Amen. Anybody else want to share? What, what's your faith about? Because if we're going to please God, our faith has got to be in place daily. Baby? Anybody want to share what your faith means? What does faith mean to you? Does that have anything to do with trust? Anything? Yes. Yes, that faith lets you know that you don't know everything. And when you're challenged with life, you're willing to go to a source that you believe knows how to help you. Amen. We're living in a time now where I'm very much challenged at my age with all the technology. And I thought, all the people that want me to please them, they send me, they send things to you in the mail, they send things to you on the computer. But sometimes we need to just wait and try to figure out who really knows, but God knows everything. And I heard you say that when you're challenged and you're faced with things, it's important to wait and know that there, if you know who God is, God, I need you to. Walk me through this challenge. Walk me through this situation. 
And we please God by being willing to go to God and acknowledge that we don't know everything. You know anybody that thinks they know everything? When you're in relationship and you get in arguments with people, what do you do? I don't know if I want to know. Because we get into arguments and, 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 and we know what we want. And we have to be very careful that when we go to God, we said, Lord, I am dependent on you to be my source. I know I've got a problem. I know I've got a challenge. But I need you to help me. I'm paying attention. And if we pay attention to God's will, that means you've got to have a source that you can go to. That means prayer is important. Amen. All right. Faith is one thing. Trust is something else. What does trust mean to you? Trust. Uh, and I trust it because I think it's meaningful. Yes. The word of God is a source that we can go to. We can use it. And we got to go to it. I asked earlier, and I'm time with you, how many people had a Bible? I didn't say how often do you read it. You know. And some folks say, well, I have to go find it. That says to me that maybe you don't read it that much. If we're going to please the Lord, we have to know the guidelines for the Lord. Now, you know, how many of you have driver's license? Now, you read a book, I hope, to try to figure out what you were supposed to know to go take the test. And so if a policeman stops you, what does he ask you for? Yes. Do you have what you need to have to do what you need to do? Because I don't think you're doing it. I was driving and a policeman stopped me. And I thought, oh. But what was interesting, this young man had been in, we have a police school in every town. And I was invited to go to the graduation of people who were finishing up the program. So I went to represent the NAACP. And I sat at dinner with a bunch of young men who were going to be new police people. And this young man that stopped me had sat next to me at dinner. And I spoke to him in a very familiar way. How are you? Because I remembered him. And we're dinner together, very pleasant. And I said, why are you really stopping me? And you know what he said to me? He said, the tag on the back of your car, you know that little tiny thing that has a date on it and you stick it on there and once you stick it on, you can't get it off. He said, it's upside down. And I thought, I don't believe you've got good enough eyes to see that. Why did you really stop me? And he said, well, it's supposed to be on this way. I said, well, you know what? You're young. Why don't you change it for me? 
Now remember, he's a policeman. So here his authority was being challenged. Who he was was being challenged. But I felt that he wasn't being honest. I think he had some other reason for stopping me, but he didn't want to tell him what it was. And he was shocked that I remembered who he was. Hmm? And so we have to be real careful that what we see and what we do, we're honest ourselves. And he said, well, I don't know if I can do that. I said, well, since you can't do it, what you gonna do about it? I think by that time he was shaking almost. And I said, so now that you have told me what you are willing to tell me the problem is, and you can't fix the problem, have a great day. So sometimes we can have authority but we need to be sure that we're not challenging the authority that is over us. Now remember, police people have power, don't they? And God has all the power. So when we read God's word, see what it says to us. And the scriptures that were read to us today gave us some guidelines about things. God wants us to love him, trust him, believe him, and follow him, and if we have problems, we go and he says, and if you ask, I will give to you because you're responsible to me as your father. Oh. Are you hearing this lesson this morning? That pleasing God requires that we're willing to know who God is. And we've got to understand if we have relationship with the Lord, he will take care of us, but he wants us to be responsible to him. She read about those two sons. I kind of wonder about what they thought about themselves. And I think they finally figured out, daddy is daddy, I better do what he asked me to do. And God wants us to do the same thing. So this morning, I want to ask you, are you really trying to please God or please yourself? Hmm? Hmm? And pleasing God requires first you know who God is. You're clear about your relationship to God. And then you figure out what are his guidelines and you work hard to meet them. I like what this brother said, pay attention. If you don't read the word of God, how do you know what you're supposed to do? Hmm? I hope I challenged you by having you think about, do you know where your Bible really is? How often do you read it? And does it speak to you as someone that perceives yourself to be in relationship with the Lord? All right? Well, we please the Lord by having faith that is clear to us. And I think the second way is we please the Lord by abiding in Christ. What's that about? It's, a, it's close to faith. But we cannot abide in Christ without exercising faith in him. Exercise your faith. Don't just talk about it. Don't just say that it exists. Exercise your faith. And then that passage in John 15, Jesus speaks to us. As we abide in Christ, we bear fruit. 
Because when you abide in Christ, what you do should be what Christ wants you to do and not just what you want to do. God needs to be glorified in our behavior. Glorified. How, how, how do we glorify God? Praise him sometimes? Thank him sometimes? And do what he says. Amen. But if you don't read the Bible, you don't know what he said. You're telling me you got a Bible? I just want to check you and say, read it. And when you're faced with challenges, I said, uh-oh, God knows I need to remain in Christ. And you know what? We can do nothing of value to the Father unless we know what and who he is. How's my time going there, preacher? I'm close. <laughs> in other words, I didn't get through. I think that pleasing the Father by abiding in Christ and bearing fruit to his glory, that's how we, we really are, are serious about our relationship. God is delighted and God is pleased. When you pray to him in faith, you want to seek his approval. Hmm? And then, if you please the Father through our faith level, through abiding in Christ, but we've got to have the Holy Spirit in the center of our lives. That's the third way that we can please the Father. So I hope this morning you have, in this lesson, heard some things. You got to know who Jesus is. Pay attention to Jesus. Pray and praise. So this morning, uh, do you think it's a privilege? Do you realize there are people in the world that don't have any opportunity? And if anybody finds out that they're even relating to a, an almighty God, they can be killed. They can be at war. But here we are in a country where we have a personal choice to follow Jesus. And so this morning, I just ask you, have you made that personal choice? Is the Bible really your guide? I was talking to someone a couple weeks ago about saying, maybe we need to do some advertisement to invite people to come and show up at church more. He said, they don't even read the paper. If they do, it's online. How many of you actually still subscribe to the local paper? See? Uh, but the bottom line is, if we're going to please the Lord, we've got to have a guide that we use that works for us. And the Bible is not just a book. Hmm? The Bible can be a guide so you got to read it. Do you have local Bible study here every week, Pastor?
So you're challenging people to read it if they don't read it on their own, come and join the group. That's the idea. When you abide in Christ, you got to pray. Hmm? And so this morning in this lesson, I want us to know that we've got to have faith that is clear. But the Holy Spirit has to be our primary guide. We must depend on the Almighty God. I don't know about you, but I feel very limited. When I get in my bed, I say, Lord, let me rest if it's your will. Wake me up if it's your will. Because I can't deal with it. I don't, have, I, I, don't have any, I don't have any power in it. Abiding in Christ means you trust the Lord, you believe the Lord, and you wait on the Lord for what he wants to do for you. Some folk are bossing God these days. I don't know about you, but I sometimes get real concerned that some people think they know more than God. In this lesson today, I want to say we must depend on the Almighty. For Jesus came, yes, he suffered, so he knows what suffering is. He died, but he rose again. I'm so happy about that because that lets me know there's power in the Lord. And Jesus is powerful if we'll just let go and let go. Well, I guess I'm going to close by asking a question. What's going on in your life? What do you need? Where are you going to get the answer? There are things that trip us up in this life. But if you know who God is, and if he is your savior, if he's your father, you go to him. How many of you have a personal doctor? Mm -mm. And do you go to the doctor because you think they know? It's because you don't know. Hmm? And the Lord wants us to come to him. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll rest you. I'll help you. I'll guide you. I will be with you in all things. In all thy ways, acknowledge the Lord Jesus. But if you don't know him, you can't acknowledge somebody you don't know. You can't please somebody you don't know. So now, lesson today, we've tried to say that you must be in relationship to appreciate the benefits that are yours. You believe that this morning? And if you believe that this morning, you've got a source. You've got help when you need help. And you're not embarrassed to ask God to help you. You know, some of us think we kind of know. I can handle it. I can take care of it. But the Lord says, come unto me, all ye. What? And I will rest you. So our lesson today says, pleasing God requires that we know who he is. We trust him. We abide in him. We go to him for everything. 
most people have somebody that they call. Any doctor you call is going to charge you. And even if you have insurance, you pay them. And they're going to collect from somebody. And they'll let you know what percentage you have. We live in a country that says well, when you get to be a certain age, you get Medicare. If you don't have any money, you may get Medicaid. We live in a world that requires us to give more often than we get. But there's some beauty about having a relationship with the Lord. It says we can just go to him. But make sure, be very sure, that you're in relationship with the Lord. That you're abiding in the Lord. That you're depending on the Lord. That you trust the Lord. That means you got to know the Lord. Anybody want to testify that you've gone to the God and he answered right away? Anybody want to testify and then I'm going to be free? Hmm? You mean you've been getting something from everywhere else but God? Too many to pick from. Well, some folks don't testify in their churches, so I, don't, I, hope, I'm, I hope I'm okay asking for them. All right. You want to stand there? <laughs> Amen. And God gives us these bodies that we're responsible for. But you have to go to God and say, Lord, now you do it. Because you can talk to the baby. Baby looks at you. Like you got a problem. <laughs> but we have a God cares about us. He just wants us to come unto him. Believe him, trust him in everything that you face. Amen. This is a difficult world, folks. And it's getting so technological now. I often think about what would happen if the electricity in the whole world went out? What could we do? What could we do? Hmm? <laughs> because the light that we depend on often is an external light. But the light of God, Jesus, the light of the world, will be with us in all the darkness that we face will be with us when we're feeling that, Lord, I can't handle no more. But he wants us to come to him, does he not? So I want to say to you, think about how important it is, yes, to come to church, yes, to show up when something is happening here, but when you're by yourself, all by yourself, can you talk to Jesus for yourself? Do you know that? Are you sure of that? That means you have the kind of relationship that we call salvation, do we not? Hmm? God's plan for salvation is that we go to him. I need the Lord every hour. We don't have to be embarrassed when we go to the Lord. For we know that he's a God that cares, that loves, and helps.
And then I want to say one last thing before I finish that. When God has helped us, we need to tell other folk about that. I say to people at my church, just because I don't see you at church means that you don't bother me. Somebody will call. I, I don't like the way I feel today. Have you prayed today? Well, I'm calling you to pray with me. And sometimes we may have to extend ourselves. And the Spirit of the Lord has to give us the strength that when someone needs us, we're there too. We're there too. Because God has been there for us. And this salvation that you say you have, this relationship that you have, can be shared with others. Because when people call for help, sometimes they don't feel comfortable. And we can remind them, yes, you care about them. There's somebody else that cares about them also. So I hope today in this lesson, we've thought about pleasing God requires that you be in relationship with the Lord, that you've got strong faith, and you abide in him on a daily basis. You're willing to know that he's Savior. Is he your Savior this morning? Thanks again for listening. Make sure to subscribe to get the weekly episodes in your podcast feed. You can find out more on how to get connected with Redemption Hill at redemptionboise.org connection, where you can fill out the Connect card and start your journey today. For regular encouragement throughout the week, follow us on Instagram at Redemption Boise. We are so glad you're here and are excited to accompany you in your story with God. We hope to see you soon.